0: Well, in case I haven't met you yet, I'm Father Michael Dank. I'm from Holy Family Parish in Stowe, and I know it's been a few weeks since I've been here. So if if you're new here or haven't been to church in a while, Father Michael. So very nice to meet you. I'll be helping out with Father Jeremy until you get a new associate. So that could be a year from now. So you'll be seeing a lot of me, I think. In the gospel today, we hear this man that had a speech impediment. And the beautiful thing, when Jesus comes across him, he does something rather remarkable. He takes him alone by himself, and he spends some time with him. A couple years ago, there was a movie called The King's Speech, you may have seen it. It won a ton of Oscars, and it uh, was a really great movie. And the, the King's Speech is about this Prince Albert who's forced to take over as King of England, and he'll become King George, and he'll be the father of Cl- Queen Elizabeth II. And it's at that same time that Hitler is rising in power and England is about to go to war with Germany. And at that same time, the invention of the radio had just come into play. And so his role was going to be primarily a role of speaking. He would have to learn how to speak into the microphone and not only speak to the people of England, but to the people of the entire world. Now, this is a difficult task for somebody who stutters. And so the movie goes into the, uh, the terrifying burden that he has of stuttering. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, this yourself, or maybe you stuttered as a child, or maybe you still stutter now. I know as a priest, sometimes when I'm talking, I, I may stutter or lose my words, and then the panic starts to set in. I think about, like, am I going to keep stuttering for the rest of my life? You hear all these, you know, like crazy voices coming into your mind. So it's a, it's a terrifying thing. And as the movie progresses, what is beautiful is really the scenes that he spends with his therapist. And it's kind of like Jesus pulling the the stutter off to the side. The therapist insists that he meet with him every single day, and it's just he and him alone. And so there's one point in the movie where they begin to get to know each other, and the therapist says, call me Lyle. And the prince says... I'll call you doctor. And he says, I prefer Lyle. And then he says, what do I call you? And he says, well, you can call me your royal highness and sir after that. And the, the, sec, the, the uh, therapist says, well, that's a little bit formal for us. I prefer names. And so the prince says, well, you can call me Prince Albert Hedric, Frederick Arthur George. And the therapist says, how about Bertie? And that's the nickname that his family uses. And of course, the the prince doesn't like that. But as the movie progresses, we see the two of them interacting. And the therapist's whole desire is to get to some of the memories of the prince that he had when he was a child. When did this stutter begin? And the prince, of course, doesn't want to go there. You know, he's not personal. Um, He's a man from England. He has no desire to go back into his history with him. But he does and after some time they begin to go back into the memories and i want to share a few of those with you and as i do i want you to think about your own memories because jesus as he pulls the man aside he desires to heal not only our speech impediment or whatever our sin or difficulty may be he desires to heal all of us so they get together every day, and there's this memorable scene where they're doing these ridiculous things to try to get him not to stutter. One of them is they're they're like three feet, like two feet apart from each other, and they're both shaking their hands and they're going, ah, "I remember that part from the movie." So they're they're shaking. They're um, he's got him lying on the floor. He's got him. Uh, stuttering and saying, mum and he's got him saying that shorter each time. He's got him swaying his arms, standing on his heels back and forth like Father Jeremy does in his homilies. You ever see him do that? <laughs> he, he gets him loose in his shoulders, um, yelling the word, ah, out the window, just screaming out the window. And then he has him singing, and then he says, say, Father. So he says, Father, 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 Father. And it's at that point that there's a breakthrough, because they begin to then look at his childhood. And when they look at his childhood, he realizes that he had a brother, David, that teased him. When they asked him who his closest friends were growing up, who, who he's closest to, he said, I had no friends. And then they said, well, which parent were you closest to? And he said, probably the nanny. And then he said, well, which nanny? He said, actually, the first one was the meanest because she, anytime my parents would come in, she would pinch me to make me cry in front of my parents. And when my parents would send me back to her, she would starve me for days on end. And so he comes to know that he's got all of these painful memories from his childhood. His brother Johnny would die at 13. What's beautiful about this is the movie, the director of the movie, was a child when he first heard the king speak on the radio. And he knew that he had a speech impediment that he had overcome, and he thought, if the king could overcome his speech impediment, so could I. And so he wanted to make this movie, and he asked Queen Elizabeth if if he could make the movie, and she said, not until I die. Anybody know how Queen Elizabeth II lived, how long she lived? She was pretty old when she died. So he had to wait like 30 or 40 years to make this movie. And so he finally does, and what's uh, so profound is by the end of the movie, this therapist and the king become the best of friends. They become the most intimate companion. They become lifelong friends, and Bertie would end up becoming known as the good king. So it would all be transformed. Well, Jesus desires to do the same for each and every one of us, and as I said, the the beautiful part of the gospel today is he pulls the man who stutters with the speech impediment, he pulls him aside away from the crowds. Why does he do this? Well, I have to imagine, just as today, if somebody has a speech impediment or a stutter, they might get made fun of. You know, the crowds might be jeering at him. Back then, it was seen as being a sin, even, to have a disease or anything like that. And so he pulls him aside, and he spends time with them we don't know what Jesus said to him at that moment. But I have to believe that he spoke to him about his memories that needed to be healed. then he does two things that are very physical and very human, kind of like the silly things the therapist was doing to unlock the king's stutter. He takes his finger and sticks it into his ear and heals his hearing. And then he does something even more absurd. He spits on his finger and then sticks it into his mouth. So Jesus is is swapping spit with this man. Well, that was always seen, saliva was seen as a, a medicinal healing. So Jesus was giving his very body, his very saliva, to heal this man. And what's interesting is after he brings about this healing, he tells everybody, don't speak about it. And in Mark, Jesus would often say that over and over again because it wasn't the miracles so much that he wanted people to focus on, but it would be ultimately his suffering, his death, and his resurrection. And so as each of us come before our Lord today in the Eucharist, he wants to be near to us. He may not spit on his finger and touch your mouth, but he's going to take his very body and place it into your mouth so that you can receive healing and as we prepare i want you just to think about memories that you may have from the past that are still haunting you memories that are sad that are locked up that you may not want to share with him because those are the very memories that he desires to touch and he desires to heal when you were baptized there was a rite of baptism called the epitha rite and that comes from the gospel And in baptism, as the priest does the epitheta rite, he takes the child or the adult, whoever it may be, and he places his fingers on the child's ears, and he says, May the Lord soon touch your ears to receive his word. And then we touch the mouth and say, And open your mouth to proclaim the glory of God. And so may the Lord soon touch your ears so that you may hear, and open your mouth that you may proclaim the glory of God.